Hi, this is Marianne Miller, co-founder of the Greek Speak podcast and Greek Happy, a website where you can find all things Greek, some of which you won't find anywhere else on the web. Welcome to our podcast. Sit back, relax, and let's have a chat. This morning, I have Marissa Vihil. Marissa, why don't you tell us a little bit about what house you were in and where? So, hi, I'm Marissa. Um, I went to Cal State San Marcos, and I just graduated this past spring of 2021. Um, I was in Alpha Chi Omega. Great. And so the reason I wanted to talk to you, Marissa, is because, you know, I want to get the perspective of an alum who's recently graduated, because I think I think you have a unique perspective. So um, I guess my first question is, what made you decide to go through recruitment? I decided to go through recruitment. I think I had always kind of imagined being in a sorority, um, but Cal State San Marcos is kind of a commuter school, so there's not a lot of people that live on campus. I wanted to go through recruitment just to actually meet girls that were kind of in the same position as me and both freshmen not knowing anyone and kind of why I decided to join. Um, I think that when you're going into it, I was going to meet a lot of new girls. Um, even in the rush process, I was going to meet girls. So I thought that that would be a good idea. And I did. So I'm really glad that I did go through it. Ah, that's so smart of you, because I think that was probably what I was thinking going to San Diego State could really easily get lost. Totally. So yeah. So how did they do recruitment? I'm just curious, because did they have so, like, did you guys have like an on on campus presence? Or how, how did that work? So when I was a freshman, this was before COVID and all that. So I got pretty lucky. Yeah. Um, and they have, so we don't have houses at San Marcos. We don't have like physical sorority houses. So I know that it's not a traditional recruitment style because a lot of times you're going into the houses and seeing how they live and how, what their houses look like, but we don't have um, houses. So what they did was they set up on campus in the campus ballrooms and different areas of our school um they set up different rooms for different houses and so say you visit all of them I I could be wrong I can't remember the number but I believe that there are five authorities at San Marcos and they just added a sixth so Mm -hmm. it's not too many Um, I know a lot of other schools have a lot more so you just go to each one and then day by day you figure out which ones that you like the most and then you go to those ones and you choose smaller and smaller as it goes so kind of similar to a normal rush style but Mm -hmm. just on campus instead of walking through the houses and so what what do you think it was that helped you decide what house you wanted to actually pledge um I actually so like I said there wasn't too many houses so it kind of was easier for me to know the ones that I was more drawn to in the beginning um Mm -hmm just because there wasn't very many. Um, actually, I remember there was one girl um, who really stood out to me. Her name was also Marissa. So <laughs> I kind of connected with her on that. And we just, we ended up being from the same, or kind of similar parts of our hometown. And it was just really, I joined because of honestly, that one person, you make so mm-hmm. many different connections during Rush. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just one person stands out to you. Um, yeah. And I really liked how she felt about the sorority. Yeah. Um, so that made me feel more comfortable in wanting to join it because I liked her and respected 
her style and her reasonings and we just felt very similar. So mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. if I was similar to her, then there was a reason that she picked that sorority and she obviously was still loving it as much as the beginning. Um, so we felt similar. So I thought there was probably going to be other similar people in there. That is so interesting because I feel very much um, like that was my experience too, was there was one person who I really connected with and I just thought they were so cool. Yeah. And that really was what drew me to that. To the and I, so, I know yeah. um, my, my little in the sorority, one of my littles, I met her on the first day of recruitment and she always still to this day is, tells me like, I'm the reason that she joined. So sometimes yeah. it also has the effect once you're in it on someone else. So, right. Exactly. Well, what do you think overall you have gained from um, going through Rush and, and pledging a sorority and just your overall sorority experience? What do you think you've taken away from that experience? There's honestly a lot of things that I really think I took away. Um, I think it made me grow up a little bit. Um, they had, they have like expectations to follow because they want all of us to be held to a higher standard. Um, So that definitely made me grow up a little bit and realize I was part of something in our community, um, Mm -hmm. raising money for, we, our philanthropy is domestic violence awareness. And so that was really good for me to learn about. Um, I also took away, seriously, it might sound cheesy, but so many friendships. My two best friends from college came down to where I live now and I met them through my sorority. So friendships, all my roommates throughout college were all in my sorority. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was great. I think friendships and just kind of learning about what I like and who I am and being surrounded by people who are a lot like me, we're all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. We all loved, we all chose our sorority for a reason, maybe different reasons, but we all felt like we wanted to be a part of that same sorority. So that makes you closer friends. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a bond. Totally. So yeah. I think those are some of the things. I think also um, kind of going off the holding me to a higher standard, it's been really good gradu- after graduating because I feel like I've learned a lot of different things that I like and don't like just through my sorority. Like maybe holding a position if I liked it or didn't like it. I didn't hold it extreme high position, but just holding one in general and seeing how I liked it and how I felt being having a responsibility and with my job um I just recently planned an event at my current job and it reminded me of planning an event for my mm-hmm. sorority so that's been really cool too yeah so what are the when you say held to a higher standard can you be more specific Do, are you talking about yeah like, uh, like um basically grades? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, grades, you have to meet grades. So I was, I always met grades, um, but there was a lot of girls in my sorority that didn't meet grades. So we have um, a person who holds a position and she, at the time that I was in it, there's probably a new one now, but they check your grades. And if you don't meet grades, um, I, I can't remember, but I believe our sorority was a 2.7 or maybe a 3.0. Mm-hmm. Um I can't specifically remember, but I know that if you didn't meet those grades that you had to meet every other week, there was study groups and you could go even if you did meet grades. Um, So one of my roommates didn't meet grades and I would still go with her to the study groups (laughs) and you would do homework with um, 
other girls in the sorority and you had to get just make sure they made sure that you were on top of your work yeah um so that was one of the standards also just being aware of what you post on social media Mm. that's a huge standard that they are really um sticklers on because they want everyone to represent us because they always say you're wearing your letters all the time Mm. because people really do know who's in what sorority even if you're not wearing any of your affiliation stuff or anything greek life they know who's in what sorority a lot of times um so what you post on social media or how you act at a party or a gathering or just being when you're in college there's a lot of things that you do that are maybe not the best choices and so (laughs) they definitely try to prove to make you choose the best options and they're not necessarily forcing it on you but um they want to hold you to a higher standard because they know that other people are looking at you and they want to make sure that their sorority is looked at in a positive way we all do I don't want someone in my sorority to be reflecting on anyone else poorly so we all just kind of hold each other to that standard or I think we also kind of take care of each other we had like a a secret code and it was this specific emoji and if you texted it to anyone in the sorority they would come get you so oh my gosh that is that just gave me chills yeah so our college like I said was a community college so it wasn't too big so I mean it is 17,000 kids but I think that a lot of us knew each other um who did live on campus so we all knew like a certain emoji you got sent that you find someone if you can't go you find someone to pick that person wow we all just held each other to that standard and had each other's back. So yeah, that is powerful. Yeah, it was great. Wow, that's really amazing. Um, so you said that you did hold an office. Uh, what office was it that you held in the sorority? So I held a really small position, but I <laughs> loved okay. it. Um, we called it Sunshine Chair. So basically, oh. every every we had our chapter meetings on Sunday nights. Um, so every chapter meeting within that week, if I felt like someone did something positive or people were able to send me a text. So for example, like if someone sent me a text saying that their roommate picked them up from the airport or just something positive and sweet that someone did for another person, um, they could send me those. Or if I saw something and then just on our chapter meeting, I would give them like a little shout out, like, uh, this week, this person picked up another girl in our sorority from the airport. She went out of her way to drive all the way to San Diego to get her, and it made her feel really special. Just something small that yeah. made someone feel positive or special. Um, and then we gave out, like, little gifts. I gave out little gifts every week. So something small, like, depending on what the person is. So I know, like, my roommate, when I shouted her out, I bought her, like, chips and salsa at the meeting. So, like, something small <laughs> or, like, a $5 Starbucks gift card or just kind of encouraging people to remember to be positive and college right. is hard so it is. I love it's, this. it's really hard to be an 18 19 20 year old girl especially yeah. yeah and being away from your family so those little positive things sometimes really affected other people um yeah, yeah. especially if you weren't like close friends with someone in the sorority and they went out of their way to help you with homework or study or just anything so sure that was that was my position And you know what, Marissa, I think that's actually bigger than you even think because there's research about when somebody sees another person being kind, 
or, you know, having an act of kindness towards another person, even the person observing it gets like a, a hit of happiness. Totally. Totally. So, you, you know, you were dropping like a little ripple that went throughout the whole house, um, maybe without even knowing it, that other people were picking up on and also feeling a sense of happiness and joy. You know, that's really totally really wonderful. Yeah. So I liked my position. Yeah. It's so, <laughs> it was it's, cute. I and love sweet. it. Not yeah. a lot of responsibility, but just cute and sweet. Yeah, and I love it. I think it was adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know we're being all sunshine and flowers and puppy dog tails and everything, but was there, was there anything about your experience that you would change? Yes. Um, at the end of my experience, it was my last semester and it got hard with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. It got really hard, honestly, because they were, it wasn't anyone's fault, um, but everyone was trying to figure out a way to still hold chapter meetings and do all this stuff. And when you're a senior and, you start to be checked out of just anything to do with school because you just want to get to the end. Right. Um, so towards the end, I would definitely have a different outlook on how I was involved and how I acted because they pushed our chapter meetings to zoom and I didn't want to do any of that. And our mixers were on zoom and stuff like that just mm-hmm. started to be like, I looked at it very negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would definitely change that. I did stick it out all the way to the end. I graduated as an alum. I did all of it, but I think that I would have participated more in the end and wanted to show up because it's as cheesy as it sounds. Once it's done, like it's, you're done with it. Yeah. Um, and once that's over, like a lot of these girls, I think I'd like to say that about 70 to 80% of them, I will always follow on social media I will always somewhat talk to them or know them or reach out to them but there are some people in there that I probably won't see (laughs) again or maybe for a very long time Mm -hmm. so I think that I would have been a lot more involved at my last two semesters it was just a lot on zoom a lot on phone calls and sending stuff in the mail and I just was so checked out at the end so I would definitely change that part which like I said wasn't anyone's fault but yeah it was mine for not really caring at the end. I don't want to say not caring because I, I did care. It was more of just like, I didn't want to join a Zoom call on my Sunday. I get it. And I can't so. even imagine what a mixer on Zoom would be like. I mean, they were so uncomfortable. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Yeah. Because like no one knows it. when to unmute their mic. And <laughs> it was just like, they were trying so hard yeah. to keep us involved with the fraternities and the other sororities it just was not working for me but some of the girls really enjoyed it because they were home and maybe they didn't love living with their family and maybe that was their source of like social life and a lot of people loved it I just had a negative outlook on it so I wish I kind of changed that I for sure would go back and change that yeah I get it now I get it and yeah I'm sure some people had it it was like an outlet for them but totally not yeah, well, I know. I, it's a bummer. It's a total bummer. It was. Yeah. And that was kind of hard to graduate in that um, mm-hmm. because we always do uh, like senior senior stuff at the end with our whole sorority and everyone comes mm-hmm. and your littles and your grand littles. And yeah, so that was a little bit different of an experience just because I didn't have any of that. But I don't want to complain because I know a lot of the freshmen going through that. They had it really hard. Yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. so lucky that I got my experience and my right. two littles are actually my best friends from college. So mm-hmm. 
it didn't really matter. They were at my graduation either way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was lucky. And you know, what I found, and I, I, I think I'm speaking for other people too, is yeah, what you're saying is so true that when you're done, you're kind of done, right? Because you've yeah, given so much time and energy and it's taken, it's a commitment, you know? It is. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, some years go by. And what I think probably what you're going to find is that you're going to start reconnecting with people. And that's what I found with our group is, you know, many years went by, people got married and they had kids and their lives were busy. And then at some point we all kind of reconnected, um, probably, you know, probably social media helped with that. But now we are so, it's like we've re, um, almost like a recommitment to our sorority bond because there's such a history with these women you spend so many years with these people and hours and even just chapter meetings like yeah that's an hour two hours sometimes depending on how what we're talking about three hours long Mm -hmm. every Mm -hmm. single week Mm -hmm. and then you have mixers or you live with them and then right your roommates have littles and different friends so you're these are people that you're with like all the time right yeah exactly you spend a lot of time totally so anyway, so I, I hope that that's going to be the case for you too, is that, you know, yeah, you're going about your life and you have other priorities right now, totally. but at some point you probably, you guys are going to turn towards each other again and, and, um, find yet another level of, you know, the power that is connecting with other women and sister and supporting yeah. each other. And so, yeah, I look forward to that for you. So shifting gears a little bit, um, what do you feel, I mean, I know we're in, you know, COVID time, but what do you feel is one of the biggest challenges right now facing recent college graduates like yourself? I think that it's hard to, I got, I got pretty, I think I was in the right place at the right time. Um, I had worked at a coffee shop for about four or five years. Um, one of my regular customers offered me a job at his company and I took that. Um, I definitely, one was in the right place at the right time and two, I used my connections to my advantage in a sense um, Mm -hmm. because I knew him and I knew I wanted to work for him. So that worked out for me having that job. Um, But I know for a lot of people, it's really hard to find a job right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I also know it's really hard Either way, finding a job online or in person, it seems to be a lot of time when someone's looking for a job in person, they're all remote. And it seems to be a lot of my friends who are looking for a remote job, they're in person, if that makes sense. So it seems to be hard to find something that suits you. Um, I, my job is completely in person, which is good and bad. Um, mm-hmm. it's good and bad. I think it's good for me right now because I'm lucky that I get to go in person. Um, but it is hard sometimes when a lot of people I know are working fully remote. Um, I think the positive that COVID has brought a lot of us is being able to have the flexibility and the freedom to be other places, um, yeah. while you're working or whatnot. But I think that what's hard for people is finding a job and keeping a job and actually building relationships with your coworkers or your boss or other people. Right. Um, like I said, I'm pretty lucky because mine is in person. So I am, I do know all of my coworkers and my people on a relationship basis. Like we're friends, but a lot of my friends have never even met their coworkers. 
Yeah. Or their boss. They're just talking to them on the phone or on a Zoom. And I think that's pretty hard. Or like I said, getting a job right now is hard. And I feel like everything is a lot more expensive now. So finding a job that allows you to live the life that you want is hard. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's been hard for people. I think a lot of the things too are like missing out on certain things. Um, Like I said, I got pretty lucky. I still had a graduation and all that, but I know that that's not the case for everyone. So that's been hard on a lot of people too. I think just those big moments, like a college graduation is huge. And a lot of people didn't get that or didn't get jobs they wanted or opportunities are just changed so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's really true. It's strange times. Hopefully, you know, hopefully there's light at the end of this tunnel, but yeah, I I do feel for people who kind of missed out on a lot of those big, huge milestones. Totally. Um, well, talking about jobs and careers, so I know you're working right now, but um, what, like, if you could be queen for a day, what would be your ideal job? I really want to open my own coffee shop. Um, <laughs> I've wanted to do that since I was young. Um, well, young, meaning like 18. I started working at this coffee shop right next to my house when I was going, well, I was like 17, 18. Um, and since then, I just fell in love with the atmosphere. And yeah. I'm like someone's five-minute therapy a day <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and especially with COVID now, honestly, that was so cool because sometimes, like, I am literally the only person that someone sees for the entire day. Right. They go home and they're on Zoom or just working from their home computer all day. I'm the only interaction they have. So that's been really rewarding. Wow. Um, so I'm actually – I do have a full-time job. Um I'm working for a insurance finance company, which I love my coworkers. I don't know mm-hmm. if I love my boss, love my coworkers, positive job. I just don't know if that is going to be my end all be all, yeah. um, but it's great for now. Sure. And I do work at my coffee shop before work sometimes. So I'll go there from five to seven thirty, and then I go to my job from eight to five, but I'm doing that in the mornings because I like it. Mm-hmm. I like working there. So I think that that's my goal. I think I want to open my own little coffee place, but that takes a lot of work. So we'll see if I get there, but I think that's my goal. I love that. I love that vision. Yeah. And I love your, you know, it's so interesting what you said about how you're people's like five minute therapist. Cause you know what I bet. <laughs> and, and I'm like, even thinking back to like you as the sunshine girl, you, know, like, you probably do bring a lot of sunshine to people. And... It's so funny too, what people tell me, like, um, so people, a lot of my customers there are regular, so they come every single day. So I feel like I really know them on a personal level. And sometimes I am the only person they see. So they tell me so such deep things about their life in these five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because it's like, do they just tell me about that? And I don't even really know them, but I feel like I do. So I love Maybe that you should place. become a therapist. <laughs> that is what I started college for, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, so interesting. That was my first major. I went in as a psychology major. Um, mm-hmm. And I was not, it was just really hard. Yes, <laughs> so, and the school was, does not come easy to me. Um, I have a lot of street smarts and common sense and social smarts, but school smart is just different. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to graduate and have that experience, but I was not in love with school. I didn't like to study. I didn't like to go. I didn't like to go the extra mile. So mm-hmm. I ended with 
uh, major, which is great in communication because I loved my major. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just a lot easier of a path for me than psychology. The psychological statistics and all those things were so hard for me. So yeah, yeah, I ended with a communication degree, which honestly has been great for me. And I figured if I ever mm-hmm. changed my mind and wanted to go back to psychology, I, I need to get my master's in that anyway. So sure. It wouldn't really matter. And you can, but... Yeah. And you can kind of do both if you, you totally, know, when you open your coffee shop, yeah. you can do both. You can be the five minute therapist. <laughs> you could even totally. have like a cute little sign. <laughs> totally. Five so that's therapy. my goal. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think it's really great. Yeah. Very cool. Well, did you know that there's actually, I'm going to put a plug in for Alpha Chi Omega's um, mentoring program called Women and Wisdom. I don't know if you're aware of it, but there is a program and it's online, but you can sign up as a mentee or a mentor and you tell a little bit about yourself and what you're interested in. And then they will um, align you with people who have similar goals or who have done the kind of work that you want to do or are interested in. And you can kind no, of connect that way. That. Yeah. So I think just go to the um, Alpha Chi website and I think okay. you just look for women in wisdom and you can sign up and it's free. And, oh, that's and, so good to know. Yeah. I know yeah. That. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's a good thing to connect with. Totally. Um, so <clears throat> in closing, I'm just thinking, so you're, doing you're such a go-getter Marissa you know you're, I mean really doing the early morning coffee shop gig and then going to your eight to five job oh my gosh it how do you take care of yourself like what do you do to to have like good self-care while you're doing weekends I do not do any work on the weekends mm-hmm. um <laughs> I good for you yeah I yeah um my job now, I'm actually transitioning into a different position. So I'm going to be doing a lot more of like property and casualty stuff, um, mm-hmm. which has been a lot bigger of a workload, um, mm-hmm. which is great. It's really good for me, but it's been a lot more work. Um, and a lot of these, a lot of the people that I work with are absolutely fantastic and they like to do some other stuff during the week. And so sometimes they'll be doing their stuff on a weekend or like getting their stuff done late at night on a Tuesday, but I like to get my stuff done during the week. And then on my weekend, I do not open my computer. I do not look at my emails. I just don't wow. do it unless I know I have to. If I know that I have to, then that's okay. But I would like to say that about 99% of the time, I just don't let myself do it. Wow. That's so self-discipline. That is how I take care of myself. <laughs> you know what? Standing ovation for you. I, it's just like that's my time. Yeah. Um, once it hits Friday, I will do some work after five on a Friday, but once it hits like 6 p.m., that's it. So then it. they'll catch me on Monday at seven and that's it. I love <laughs> it. Maybe you'll start a trend. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't. And I honestly think I would like to start a trend that I think that we deserve a three day weekend. I think that that should be a new corporate America rule. <laughs> I agree. I think that I would work a lot harder Monday to Thursday than, yeah. than a Friday, but. my own personal rule I like it I like it I yeah I try to do that on the weekends and have time for my friends and my family and all that on my weekend I I'm in a routine right now so I have my same routine that I wake up if I work at the coffee shop before then I do that I have all my stuff ready the night before I'll go straight to the gym and then I come home and I do nothing like I just I'm in my routine and once I get in a routine, I think I'm a lot more disciplined with myself um, mm. doing that. So my routine's been good. 
Yeah. And you know, it reminds me a lot of your mom. <laughs> yes. My mom is the She's same way. Very self-disciplined. Like He's a routine as well. It's a, yeah, it's an admirable quality. Yeah. Well, I guess what I want to know now is, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up, are there any, anybody you want to give a shout out to or anything else you want us to know before we say goodbye? Um, I think that my biggest takeaway from being in a sorority is whether it's ends up being for you or not for you. Um, don't worry about the money. I think that a lot of people go into it like with these negative stigmas about the money and paying for it and saying, I've heard a lot of people say like, Oh, you're paying for friends. And I think that's just a horrible way to look at it. And I think that what I took away so much is they're always going to help you with the money. There's so many different scholarship programs and there's so many different things that you can do for the money. Mm -hmm. I think that every dollar that I pay towards that sorority is so worth it. And you get so many things back. A lot of that money goes to you, goes to food that you're eating at the chapter meetings and it goes to formals and mixers and different things that you do. And I think that that was one of my biggest takeaways because honestly, I have met friendships for life that I would have never met if I didn't do that. I think my college experience would look 10 times different. I don't think I would have loved college the way I did because Mm -hmm. of the friends that I made. Honestly, the friendships I made, I, my two best friends came here this entire weekend and they're my two best friends from my sorority. Like I met so many people and I, I met friends in other sororities through Greek life and just my weekend of rush, you meet so many girls. And so I think my biggest takeaway was don't worry about the money. Yeah. It is a lot of money to a lot of people. Um, but there's always going to be ways to help you and it's, it's just, it's worth it. So if you can prioritize other things, it is worth it. And they will work with you on your work schedule and different things it's just, it's so worth it. So I think that's my biggest takeaway. And I would say definitely get, like, give it all a chance, like give it a chance. Some of it is maybe not you or some of it is like a stretch, like, oh, I, I maybe don't love this part of it, but give it a chance because I have met people like my big, my big and I were absolutely best friends and she has her own life and I have my own life. But I know if I called her right now, she would show up for me. Mm-hmm. My littles, my roommates, like all of these people are genuine people in my life. So I would say that that's my biggest takeaway. Cause I sometimes was so worried about the money situation, um, paying for it or fines or just little things. Um, mm-hmm. but I, th- I just, that's my biggest takeaway. Cause it's all worth it in the end. And so that's yeah. my thing. And yeah. take as many littles as you can because it's so fun. I do, and my best friends. Aww. And now I don't look at them as my littles, like they're just my friends. <laughs> right. But right. that's how you become so close with people. So Right. And you're right. You will have these lifelong friendships, which is really special. Totally. So. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time, especially on a weekend when it's your time for self-care and you're not doing anything. <laughs> no. no, I'm going to go to lunch with my mom now. Oh, it's good. great. It's perfect good. timing. We'll tell her I said hello. And thanks again. That's it for this episode of Greek Speak. Please tune in next time when we'll have another fascinating conversation. Until then, stay happy and visit our website, greekhappy.com, where a portion of every purchase will go towards funding happiness research at the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley. 
Thank you so much.